Hi, this is Ask Mom RN with your host, Tamara Walker. I'm a mom of two, a pediatric registered nurse, and your friend. I give practical advice to raise a healthier, safer, and happier family. Hi, this is Tamara Walker of Ask Mom RN, and I am so excited that you're joining us today. Today, I get to answer your questions and emails that you have sent into the show, and I'm looking forward to helping you and hearing from you. So we're going to get started with some questions that our listeners have sent in, and it's so important that you make sure that you get your health and your parenting questions answered by a healthcare expert. There is so much information out there available, which is great and wonderful. We have the internet to research and learn things for ourselves, but the only downside of that is sometimes there's a lot of misinformation as well or contradictory information, and it can be so hard sometimes to know who to trust, what to believe, and what is really good quality advice and information. So you really have to be careful when you are searching for answers on the internet. Make sure you're looking for reliable sources that can really give you the information that you can trust. So I am so thankful to be a resource for you and it's my goal to help you and to provide that quality good information and advice and support and encouragement for you to help you raise happier and healthier and safer children because that's our goal, right? As parents, it's so important that we do our best and parenting can really be a challenge and there can be a lot of questions that come up while you're raising your children about parenting and about health and about their safety. And so today we're going to be addressing some of the questions that parents have asked. And these questions are pretty common among a lot of families. So I believe that this information is gonna be very helpful for a lot of parents. Our first question today is from Mary. And Mary asks, my son constantly has a runny nose and watery eyes sneezes all the time. He doesn't, oh, he does not like to take any medicine. I think that it's just seasonal allergies, but I'm not sure. If it is, what can I do to help? What should I be giving him? Well, Mary, seasonal allergies are something that so many of us suffer from, so I really feel for your son if that's what he's going through because Seasonal allergies, while it's not an illness per se, it sure can make you feel sick. And it is miserable. It can make you just utterly miserable. In 2012, 9% or 6.6 million children reported having hay fever in the past 12 months. So there's a lot of people that do suffer and a lot of children that suffer from seasonal allergies. I myself have allergies, and my husband does, and my kids do, and when I get those seasonal allergies, it just can really put a damper on the day. It just makes it hard to get through the day, 
You know, when your head is feeling all stuffed up, when your nose is running and your eyes are all watery, you're sneezing and maybe coughing a little bit. And it can make you feel so run down and just it zaps your energy because your immune system is working overtime as if there is an illness and it's producing those histamines to try to fight off the allergen, whether it's pollen or whatever you may be allergic to. And it can make you feel like you truly are sick. So Mary, if you think that your son has allergies, you need to take him to the doctor and get him checked out to find out, is this really allergies or could he be suffering from another type of respiratory infection? Um, from the symptoms you described, it sounds like it's probably allergies and especially if it's going on for long periods of a time. But it's important to check with the doctor and they may want to test your child to see what specific allergens are causing his allergy attacks. Sometimes that can be very helpful. Allergy testing can help you know what your child is allergic to so you can try to minimize their exposure. You want to not give your child medications without checking with the doctor first on what is appropriate for your child's age and their weight and for their symptoms. There's a lot of allergy medications that are over the counter and there's prescription allergy medicines as well. But some of them work differently than others. So you want to make sure that you are using the appropriate medication for your child's symptoms and make sure that the dosage is accurate for your child's age and weight. So it's always a good idea to check and see um, what is your doctor recommends. Now, if your child has any trouble with breathing, if, if they seem to be in respiratory distress where they're having to struggle to breathe or they're having a severe allergy attack, that warrants emergency medical care because children can have such a severe allergy attack, adults as well, but children especially, you know, they're smaller, so their respiratory system, their, you know, bronchioles, their respiratory tubes, everything's smaller. And it doesn't take as much to really impact them in a negative way. So if your child shows that they're having symptoms of a severe allergy attack, or if they're having any trouble with the breathing, you need to get them emergency medical care immediately because they can go downhill very quickly. And some children have asthma or can develop asthma after they've had, you know, they may have just had allergies for years and not had asthma attacks, but then all of a sudden they're having an asthma attack. So get them the care that they need. So if you are like Mary and you feel that your child may have allergies, if they're showing symptoms that you think could be allergies, go ahead and get them checked out with the doctor, talk with your doctor, find out, okay, is this an allergy or is this another type of respiratory infection and what medication is appropriate and if they're having allergy problems on a very frequent basis or if they're having severe allergy attacks then it may be a good idea to get them allergy tested. So allergies are something many many of us do suffer from. It's not fun but they are manageable. So find out what your doctor recommends for your child. 
Our second question today comes from Megan, and Megan asks, my child was born very premature and always has always struggled with keeping on weight, and she hates to eat and is a very picky eater. She only likes chicken nuggets. Help! How do I get her to eat and eat other things that are healthy for her and will help her grow? Please help. Well, Megan, I can relate to your daughter because I was a picky eater as a kid. I did not like a lot of the foods that my parents wanted me to try to eat. I was very, very particular. And my oldest child is a somewhat of a picky eater per se, um, especially when it comes to texture of foods. And being a picky eater doesn't have to be a bad thing. And it's something that sometimes parents make too much of because if you are calling your child a picky eater or telling other people that your child is a picky eater in front of your child, they pick up on that and they start taking on that identity and then they kind of hold to their stubbornness about trying new things. So instead of saying anything to your child about their being too picky or telling other people in front of them, my child is a picky eater, encourage your child to try new things a little bit at a time, maybe not make them eat an entire new food, but just take one little taste. And if they don't like it, then wait a while and have them try it again. Another meal, maybe a few days later or even few weeks later. Sometimes it takes many, many, many times for a child to develop a taste for something. They have to try it over and over and over. I didn't like broccoli when I was a kid. I didn't have a taste for it, didn't like it. Um, I would eat it if I had to, but only if it was smothered in cheese sauce so that it covered up the broccoli taste. And I just had a thing against broccoli. It wasn't something I enjoyed. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I actually started to enjoy eating broccoli. And I found that my taste had changed and I actually really like broccoli now. So sometimes kids are against a food and then they outgrow that and they start developing a like for it, but it can take multiple tries to get them to be able to eat it. And if you try to force your child to eat something that they really truly dislike, that can backfire. That can make them even more stubborn about not wanting to try it. I had an incident when I was a kid of my um, mom trying to make me eat a tuna salad sandwich. And I couldn't stand tuna salad. And I hated anything with mayonnaise in it. And I just did not want to eat this sandwich, no matter what. But mom was trying to be adamant and stubborn right along with me of you have to eat this you're going to sit here until you eat this sandwich well i took a bite and promptly went and threw up i was very stubborn about it because i did not want to eat that sandwich and mom finally gave up didn't ever try to make me eat tuna salad again but my point in sharing this is if you force the issue, it's going to cause your child to just come back more stubborn about what they like and what they don't like. 
So just encourage them. Try new things yourself. Be a good role model. When your children see you eat healthy foods and enjoying them, they're more likely to give them a try and give them a chance. Another thing that you can do is let your child help you to pick out food at the grocery store and to plan your menus. Now, you'll have to guide them because they may want, you know, like you said, your daughter only likes to eat chicken nuggets. So she may want chicken nuggets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's not really the best thing for her. But she could help you to plan some meals with things that she does like and maybe add something in that she's willing to give a try. Take her grocery shopping with you and allow her to help you to pick out the food. And maybe every time you go to the grocery store, make it a game that we're going to find one new food to try that we haven't tried before. And just have them take a taste. And if they don't like it, it's okay. We'll try it again in the future and encourage your child that, you know, let them know, hey, you may not like this now, but maybe in the future you, you might like it. And so it's a good idea to just try it every once in a while because your tastes change as you grow older. So get your kids involved with the grocery shopping and planning the meals and in preparing the food as well. And they're going to be more likely to eat what you want them to eat. It may take some encouragement. It may take a while, but it can be done. So if you are like Megan, give your kids some choices with different healthy options and get them involved. And don't force them to eat things that they truly, truly hate. Just encourage them to try new things and to Try things in the future that maybe they didn't like now, but maybe you'll like them when you try them again. Our next question is from Sarah. And Sarah says, hi, Tamara. My child is seven months old and we live in Texas. It is super hot. I hear you, Sarah. I live in Oklahoma, so I know. <laughs> and I've lived in Texas before. It can be very hot. Sarah says, I work all day and my child is left at daycare and is getting horrible diaper rashes that makes him cry all the time because he is in so much pain. How can I alleviate his diaper rash, especially when it is so hot and sticky and he is constantly sweating in his diapers? Thank you, Sarah. Sarah, I know it is frustrating. And like you said, you live in Texas, it's hot and the humidity can be horrible. And that can make wearing a diaper miserable for a baby, especially if they're getting diaper rashes often. And it may just be a heat rash in their diaper area or they may be getting a true diaper rash and that can be painful so i know it is really frustrating and upsetting to see your child suffer so sarah you need to first of all make sure since he is going to daycare and he's getting these horrible diaper rashes find out how often they are changing his diaper because it sounds to me like they may be leaving him in a wet or dirty diaper for way too long of a period of time. So you can ask them, you know, if you give them diapers every day, keep a count of how many diapers you gave them and how many diapers get sent back home with you at the end of the day. 
or ask them to keep a tally of, you know, write it down every time they change his diaper of whether it was a wet diaper or a dirty diaper and at what time and kind of keep track of how often are they changing his diaper. And when a baby has a diaper rash, they need to be changed more frequently than, you know, a child who's not having diaper rashes. Any child should be changed as soon as possible after they have urinated or had a bowel movement. But when they have a diaper rash, they need to be changed ASAP, especially, because it's just going to cause it to get worse. That moist, hot, warm environment in that diaper and being wet or dirty up against the skin and irritating the skin is just going to make things so much worse. And just once a diaper rash starts, it can just continue and continue if you don't get on top of it very quickly and treat it. Now, it is possible that it could be a yeast infection. And in that case, you're going to need more than just your standard diaper rash ointments. You're going to need to get um, checked out by the doctor and find out what kind of medication is needed. An antifungal is usually needed if it's a yeast infection. But you don't want to treat for a yeast infection unnecessarily. So it's a good idea if your son has a really bad diaper rash you know, check with the doctor to see which medication they recommend. If your child is on antibiotics, diaper rashes are very common because antibiotics can cause diarrhea very frequently. And you need to make sure that if your child is on antibiotics for like an ear infection or a respiratory infection, Ask the doctor when they prescribe the antibiotic to also tell you what kind of probiotics would be good to use to help combat the antibiotics killing the good bacteria in the gut that we need. Um, because if you can restore and replenish those probiotics, then that's going to help to keep the child from having such terrible diarrhea from the antibiotics. You want to make sure to use a good diaper rash cream. And what I recommend, and this is not sponsored in any way, this is just my personal opinion, there is a product called Dr. Boudreaux's Butt Paste. It's something that we used in the hospital when I worked as a pediatric nurse. And I used it on children in my daycare and on my own children, and it is really good stuff. It really helps to heal the skin and to protect the skin. And again, that's called Dr. Boudreaux's Butt Paste. It's also a great idea, if you can, to let your child go without a diaper for a while. You know, if they're at home and you can, you know, if they lay down for a nap, maybe kind of open up the diaper or just lay a, a um, waterproof pad underneath and let that area air dry because air circulation will help to keep that area healed, help the area to heal. Moisture up against the skin is just going to continue to cause problems and irritate the skin and cause germs to grow. But if you can let him air dry as often as possible, let him go without a diaper when he's at home, then that can help. Now, I know that that's very unlikely that the daycare will be willing to do that, but you can ask them about a possibility of maybe they could let him, you know, lay on a waterproof pad when he takes his nap and open up his diaper. 
So if you are like Sarah, you want to make sure that your child gets their diaper changed often, whether it's by, you know, whether they're in your care and you're taking care of them or in daycare, you need to make sure that they're getting their diaper changed often if they've got a diaper rash and to prevent diaper rashes in the future. And I really hope that your child heals up quickly and feels better soon. Diaper rashes can be just utterly miserable. Our next question is from Carla, and Carla says, I have a three-year-old boy, and he is about to get a baby sister, and he has said some mean things, like he doesn't want a baby sister. He wants a baby brother, and he seems to not be happy or even maybe threatened by the thought of him having a sibling. Is there anything we can do to help him in the transition of him getting to know and hopefully loving his baby sister who is well on her way? Well, Carla, first of all, congratulations. And this is a very common problem that parents face when they are having a second or even third or fourth or however many children is dealing with the older siblings and helping them to learn how to adjust to a new baby brother or sister. And yes, a little boy is probably not very excited about having a baby sister, but the good thing is, is he will probably adjust very quickly. And there are some things that you can help him to do in order to help him to adjust to the new baby once she is born and even to prepare him before she's born. So while you're still pregnant, if you can find a sibling class, that is a great idea for kids. And what a sibling class does is it kind of helps prepare them by telling them what to expect once their baby sister or brother is born. And it focuses attention on your child. And we did this when my oldest was two and a half and my youngest was um, almost due. It was getting very close to our due date. Uh, we took a sibling class and it was a lot of fun. And my oldest child was so excited by the end of that class about having a baby brother and about all the different things that um, we were going to get to do with the baby and how he was going to be able to help, you know, little things that he could do to help take care of the baby. And we just had so much fun. So you might check with your local hospital, or if you have, um, in our case, we, we were going through a midwife at a midwifery birthing center, and they offered the class. But a lot of local hospitals offer these classes, and that could be a good idea for your son if you can find one. Now, your child may... You mentioned it's, you know, sometimes he seems kind of threatened by the thought of having a sibling. It's probably because he's worried he's not going to get the same amount of attention as he is used to. So you need to make sure that you are giving him attention and reassuring him that this baby is not going to take his place and that just because you're having a baby doesn't mean that you're going to love him any less or give him any less attention. So you really want to spend some time 
making sure that he is given time and attention. And some of the ways that you can do that, what we did was uh, my husband, the day after our youngest child was born, my husband took our oldest child out to go on just a daddy date and they went shopping and they went out to eat and they just had a fun time together while I was home with the baby. And they even went to a toy store and he let our oldest child, my husband let our oldest child pick out a present for his baby brother that also one for himself, you know, because everybody was giving presents to the new baby. Well, you know, the oldest sibling can really feel jealous about that and feel left out. So, you know, my husband was like, you know, you can get a toy for yourself and you can get one for your baby brother. And so our oldest child picked out these matching dinosaurs, um, stuffed dinosaurs in two different colors and was so proud of it, brought them home, was just beaming and was so proud to be able to give his baby brother a gift. And they still have those dinosaurs to this day. They have kept them. And we, we just recently came across them when we were moving some boxes. And, um, you know, those, that was very special. And, and you want to talk with your child about, you know, how, you know, the baby things to expect from, you know, that the baby is going to need to be fed and to have diaper changes and rocked and cuddled but that you're going to still give attention to your oldest child too. You want to make sure that you're spending plenty of time with them as well. And just remember that, you know, they are going to eventually um, come to accept a new sibling and hopefully love them and have a close relationship with them. So, it has been a joy today to answer your questions. And I want to remind you of some of the things that we talked about with these questions today is if you have questions about your child's health, like um, our listener who was worried about her son's allergies, you want to make sure that you get your health and your parenting questions answered by a healthcare expert, get good quality information from good resources, Check with your doctor if you're concerned about your child's health. Find out what you need to do. If you have a picky eater, like our listener who was concerned about her child who only wanted to eat chicken nuggets, you want to give your child some choices and get them involved in helping them to pick some healthy options and getting them to try new things by getting their involvement and their cooperation. If your child has a diaper rash, you want to make sure that they get their diaper changed often and that you are treating it with diaper ointment and getting air to it by air drying. You may need to consult with your doctor if it's really bad or if it's not clearing up with those, you know, with the treatment that you're doing. Sometimes it could be a yeast infection, so it may need medical care. And then if you are like Carla and you're concerned because you're going to have a baby and you're worried about your oldest, you know, or your older children um, and how they're going to bond with their new sibling, just be sure to include them and to give them reassurance that they are going to get 
your attention still, that they are still just as important to you. And play up all the good things about having a, a sibling. If you have siblings yourself, you might talk about um, your, the fun times that you've had with your brothers and sisters. So again, make sure when you have health and parenting questions that you are getting them answered by a healthcare expert. And I would love to be that healthcare expert for you and answer your questions. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on a future episode of Ask Mom RN, you can send that to me at momrn at momrn.com. You can also ask us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash show. And on Twitter, I'm available to you. My handle is at MomRN. If you do send us a question via email, please put Ask MomRN question in the subject line so that I see that right away and can help you out. Again, that email address is MomRN at MomRN.com. And you can visit our website at MomRN.com. I look forward to being back with you next week and answering more of your questions in the future. You have a right to have quality information and advice from healthcare professionals, and you deserve to have your questions and your concerns answered. So if there is anything that you are worried about with your child, either check with your child's doctor, talk with them, or send us a question here. We would love to help you out. This is Tamara Walker. You have been listening to Ask Mom RN, and I look forward to being back with you next week. Thanks for tuning in.